And what better way to continue than with History Matters? We're joined in the studio by the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, to uh, look back at this week in history on this St. Patrick's Day Thursday. Good morning. Well, I'm just doing fine. How about you, yourself? Or you are wearing... I forgot to wear green <laughs> today. Green. That's right. It yeah. is St. Patrick's Day. You came in all decked out in green. I, know, I like that's it. Right. I like you it. You know, though, the, the opening theme music is appropriate because St. Patrick, now here's a fun fact, actually comes from Britain. And then he is captured, sold into slavery, goes to Ireland, escapes, goes to, back to England, um, and comes back to Ireland, this time uh, bringing Christianity to the Isles. But we think of St. Patrick, well, he must have always been uh, Irish. He wasn't. Interesting. He was adopted right. by the Irish, So, which is one of those kind of fun facts. Um, so if you're wearing green, this is a good... This is a day where everybody gets to claim uh, themselves as Irish, just like... Uh, we're all, uh, you know, I think identifying with Ukraine and saying we're all Ukraine. And uh, yeah. uh, certainly our hearts and uh, thoughts go to all those good people whose everyday courage is just kind of astonishing. Yeah, absolutely. In, in many ways. Uh, this is a week that has some really interesting people. One of the people I want to highlight is uh, a librarian uh, born 1906, March 19th. Uh, her name is Clara Breed. And Clara Breed was not a name that uh, I was familiar with until I stumbled across uh, her, and uh, she was born, and we probably would have not known much about her. She uh, grows up uh, born in Iowa, and then eventually uh, has an education, moves to San Diego, becomes a librarian there. That should have been the end of the story, except for one thing. Um, World War II comes along, and many of her uh, patrons uh, and their students are Japanese Americans who are interned as a result of uh, the order to act in a extremely conservative way. Gee, anybody who's Japanese, they may have had, let's, even though they're Americans. Well, she starts writing letters to congressmen and uh, also to the people in the camps. She, she knows mm. when they're going. She said, let's make sure uh, to stay in contact, and she does. Um, and so my hats are off to people like Clara Breed, a librarian who stands up for what's right. And during the last couple of years when so many things are closed, libraries have stayed open. Um, they have been those bastions of freedom uh, around the world and uh, places where we share and we learn. So are those letters, can we, do they exist today? Can we they read do. them? Like... They do. They ha uh, there's a, about 250 that are still existing uh, that uh, that are available to be looked at, which is just fascinating that she just was felt so strongly about what's right and what's not. And so it didn't matter. She's, it wasn't about my country right or wrong. It was saying, this is something wrong that's going on, and I'm going to speak up. And that's sometimes what it takes to make a difference. Just one person, anybody can do this. And that's what we're seeing. The everyday courage of the Ukrainians is this everyday kind of like, well, of course, that's what I do, which is why I was <laughs> admiring what Clara Breed, 1906 uh, his, uh, librarian, uh, was talking about. Now, this is also because it is St. Patrick's Day. I have to mention another person born on the same day, March 17th, but a little longer. St. Patrick's goes back to the 4th century. Uh, this uh, fellow was born uh, 1912. That's the same year the Titanic sank. That's the same year that Kashmir Funk coined the term vitamin to say there is something that we need in our food. His name's Bayard Rustin. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> Before we talk about okay. Bayard Rustin, I want to go back a second and reflect on the fact that of all the things that happened in 1912, those were the two that you picked out. Well, this is the, the Titanic sank and people started talking about vitamins for the That's first right. time yeah. and some other stuff happened. Well, I happened. think those are things we could all identify with. <laughs> I don't know about uh, St. Patrick's Day on that, but <laughs> you're always impressed by saying, what is he going to bring together? I had no and idea what that second one was going to be. Like. But Bayard Rust is born. He's African-American. Um, he is a gay man at a time when it's even worse in terms of America. We don't have legislation protecting uh, rights for LGBTQ. And um, and he's pretty uh, uh, always kind of cheerfully out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, But more than that, and again, a person who might have taken a different track, but he keeps standing up for what's right. And so um, that brings him into the 1930s and 40s. He's um, an advocate, and in fact, won't register for the draft, actually uh, has to go to jail for that in World War II. But he believes in conscientious objection. He believes so much in uh, the nonviolent approach, meaning not pacifism per se in the sense of just, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything, but rather saying, you say no, things that are wrong. And so um, in 1947, he's uh, involved in the Freedom Riders uh, to test the Supreme Court's ruling that said uh, you cannot have segregation on interstate uh, busing. So that's what brings him down into Orange County. So we yeah. have a local connection. And these are the first Freedom Rides. That's there was right. The, the more famous ones in the early 60s. Yes. This was in 47. Oh, yes. And this there's was... the historical marker on Columbia Street. Oh, we, yes. we talked this about this. Really, yeah. uh, really impressive stuff because, uh, of course, there was the Jim Crow laws. There were segregation laws. And the, the states were saying in the South, saying, no, that supersedes any kind of federal. And again, this is where they decided to test this. Um, he is arrested, and then on, uh, back this week, March uh, 21st, uh, uh, 1948, he's actually sentenced at the Orange County Courthouse, the same one in Hillsborough, the old courthouse as we call it now with the columns, and sent to a segregated chain gang. Now, that experience would have scarred probably anybody. He comes out of it even more convinced that this is important to be involved. He uh, is a person who whose actual testimony about all this and writing about it influences uh, people like Rosa Parks, who uh, gives her more a sense of like, yes, I, I'm going to stand up or sit down for what's right, um, and also uh, Martin Luther King. In fact, helps Martin Luther King really understand what nonviolence means in terms of being able to say no to what's wrong. Just extraordinary. Now, that would have been enough from anybody, but no. <laughs> it's like the Ginsu knife. He goes to England in 1958. He's involved in this gigantic march against nuclear, uh, for nuclear disarmament. This is the first march where the peace symbol that we know today is introduced. And because of his involvement, when that march on Washington happens, he's the person who's tapped like, well, who, who knows who's had experience dealing with a large kind of event, and it's Bayard Rustin. How but, interesting. I, I knew he was involved yes. in the march on Washington. I didn't know like what the story behind that well, was. But, All right. but here's where you know the little rub, he doesn't get, I think at time is helping to fill out yes. his picture. Because uh, he was gay. He because got kind of, he was gay, they like, said, marginalized no, 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 in the we movement. can't have yeah. you in charge. We'll put you, you're effectively in charge because you have the experience. Um, but uh, there was a prejudice against that, uh, even among civil rights. And this is the thing that I think uh, marks Bayard Rustin and why I lift him up this week is because uh, he stands up for what's right. He's 
still later on in his life he's uh, advocating for LGBTQ rights. Uh, civil rights becomes his forte. Speaking with uh, with Scott Washington, history matters. Uh, one more. What do we, okay. what do we got? Well, I got to pivot because we always talk about the origins of things. So if anybody's ever been in a supermarket or gone to an airport, you will have used this item many times. <laughs> all right, all right, hang on. I, d- I don't know this one. A supermarket or an airport specifically? Um, oh, uh, tiny little bags of potato chips. No, that's wrong. So close. <laughs> but very close. We'll give you that. Um, shopping cart. Actually, okay. uh, the fellow who invented this... Uh, what airport are you going to where people are, like, wheeling, like, shopping carts? <laughs> well, no, that's a different one. Those are the baggage carts, but the same guy uh, gotcha. invents both. Okay. That's why it's like... All right, all right. right. Yes, but it's Sylvan Goldman, uh, who was born in 1898, is in World War I, comes out, His he and his brother go into retail, and he observes shoppers as time goes on, who would only fill their baskets. There aren't any grocery carts. And so he puts together one. It looks a little bit like a a folding chair on wheels. It doesn't catch on until they kind of start saying, look what it can do. He develops, patents it. Um, In fact, the patent is filed on March 14th, 1938. um, And then it is granted. It takes a number of years, April 9th, 1940. So it's six more years becomes a multimillionaire. He's the guy who also invents the luggage cart okay. that's used. That's the key. So it's the, it's the person, not the invention. That's, that's right. The connection. That's right. All right. So all right. We've, we've gone the whole range <laughs> from Ireland to Oklahoma to uh, from golf cart. Well, not golf carts, but uh, shopping carts uh, to everything. And that's how history happens is people making a difference, speaking up for what's right, speaking up what's against what's wrong, and more importantly saying, hey, there could be a better way. And that's how history matters. Scott Washington, thank you so much. Thank you, Eric.